0: Good afternoon. I'm Jackie Stein. Today on Mad Hat Economics, I'm here with Professor David Just. Hello. Ben Mispa. Hi. And Raquel Diaz. Hello. We are doing a Thanksgiving episode talking about eating behaviors and choices people start to make this time of year, being that it's Thanksgiving and it will slide right into the holiday season.
1: Yes. So it, it's actually a really interesting time of year because uh, we, we sort of associate at least... In the states, this time of year, with with really starting to pack on the pounds in preparation for winter, right? Right. I I think everybody has visions in their head. They're gonna go home. They're gonna um, they're gonna eat mass quantities of food, uh, but are there things that we can do first off to sort of mitigate that to keep ourselves from from putting on too much weight
0: right to keep ourselves in check so come january we aren't as um, we aren't trying so hard to get as many pounds off when we <laughs> reset our goals
1: seems like it would certainly be a lot easier to to keep from gaining weight rather than to try and lose the weight right Right.
0: it's and it's much easier to gain weight than it is to lose so if yeah the first part being pre preemptive about it definitely be smart
1: that's so, so it's a thinking about this I mean, I mean you introduced this sort of as an idea of you know this is this is just the beginning right. um, and I, I guess there have been a few different studies uh, out there looking at at this sort of cycle and and what sorts of things we can expect over the next several months um, the work the work I've done we've looked at what people buy and and really just right now people start buying a whole bunch more of what we might categorize as, as bad foods fatty foods <laughs> um, you know the Starts out with the stuffing and, the, and you know, the pies and all of those sorts of things. But it just keeps right going through Christmas. And really, you know, we, we sort of peak in terms of bad food purchases out around Christmas. But then things don't really get better. People just sort of level off there and stay there for several months. They add in a bunch of better foods, vegetables and fruits and, and the like as as we head into uh, January, but but they don't actually start getting back to normal eating out until pretty close to April.
0: It's almost as if their <laughs> axioms are they they're resetting. They're looking at a whole different. They're coming from a different spot in their buying behavior. So they're used to their normal becomes buying more you know, higher calorie foods, um, fattier foods, things that they've been used to eating over the holidays. Um, they have a, a sugar tooth, maybe that was not as strong earlier in the year, and they're trying to or suppress the uh, the want for high calorie food. So maybe in January they're trying to meet that with. <laughs> um, <laughs> Make up for it with what, healthy foods. I'm not, I'm not sure what it. Well, so what
1: I, are your thoughts? I, I, so I have no idea. I mean, I I I know sort of what people do in the states. We we have the advantage of having a couple people here who have experiences in other countries. Mm-hmm. I, now yeah. these are all countries where Christmas is a is a big deal. I'm sure, but Thanksgiving probably isn't. Do you? I mean, what are the patterns like in in Spain or Germany? Yeah.
2: Well, um, in in Germany we don't uh, we don't have Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we have something similar. It's called Erntedankfest, but it's not the way uh, the Americans uh, celebrate their Thanksgiving. And um, we have some some yeah, some Easter is very big in Germany, where a lot of um, specialized uh, meals are prepared and eaten. And but uh, besides that. We have Christmas, of course, and Christmas is always like a very, a very intensive phase for everybody who tries to take care of their diet. So um, it's it's more like a, a three-day uh, phase of intensive eating um, <laughs> where we, <laughs> yeah, and it starts on the 24th and it's 25th and 26th. So everybody is preparing a lot of food and you, um, you kind of, <clears throat> you can't get out of the system when you're in your social network that you're that you live in, so um, in terms of um, eating more than you probably would, um, I would agree that uh, some dates during the uh, during the year um, might force you, or, or some holidays might force you to eat more than you would and, want.
1: And what sort of foods? I mean, I, I, part of the what happens in the states is we we switch from foods that uh are a little bit more distributed in terms of you know fruits vegetables meats and 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 right. carbs to things that are just like ultra heavy in carbs mm.
0: casseroles right. pies uh, yes yeah, stuffing and the and mashed potatoes <laughs> all of it it's all carbohydrates yeah, <laughs> but it's all carbs but
1: does the same sort of shift happen in the in the german diet
2: um well it's it's more about Meat, actually. Okay. So the the meat um, gets like it gets more attention on these um, these special holidays. So um, well, it it changes from family to family, of course, but traditionally meat is like is seen as something that is very it's it's worth a lot. It's um, um, uh, uh, manifesting your wealth, and this is kind of this okay. kind of this kind of uh, cultural. Being traditional, thing, traditional yeah, yeah. It's, it's still available in, in many meals and special meals and holidays. Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. How,
1: how about Spain? Yeah. In
2: Spain,
3: we also start on the in Christmas time, but we start early buying these sweet uh, new things, desserts for Christmas. All the supermarkets have plenty of these new the Christmas uh, food. So you start buying and eating a, uh, a bit, but until the twenty fourth night, that it's the first dinner. Then we have twenty fifth uh, lunch, twenty sixth in some parts of uh, Spain, and then again thirty uh, first, first uh, of January, and also until sixth uh, of January, that it's like, like the last day, last celebration in Spain. So we have. So
1: it's, it's spread out over yeah. a couple of weeks. So, yeah.
3: So, school uh, holidays are from 23rd to 7th, 8th of January. So, it's like two weeks of intense. It is not holidays for everybody, but then you have in the middle of every week some dinner, lunch, uh, whatever. So, yes, oh, we yeah. eat a lot uh, together and in terms of the type of food I don't think maybe we at least in my family or my friends we used to have plenty table of different dishes with canapes some fish uh, some meat uh, everything so from region to region they have uh, typical also recipes but maybe Younger ones, we are not following so much, so we wi- we like to put it everything, like everything you like, put it in on the table. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, so just more variety in yeah. general. Yeah.
3: At least in my family, we eat uh, a variety of uh, dishes, like, every day, so you are at the end of... Uh, and the seventh of the... You had. <laughs> right. <laughs> Would you
0: say they're kind of lighter dishes? There's not as much, um, maybe, cream used, or is... Um, Spanish cooking, more rice instead of white flour-based breads or different things that are are stigmatized as being terrible for us. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, in sense, this typical uh, Christmas uh, food is like, um, I don't know the name in, um, in English, it's turron. It's like this sweet uh, sugar and almond uh, t- table. Yeah, Ooh. we have it,
0: it, um, uh, it in like, Italy, they do use it too, um, my family eats it. We're Sicilian. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. It can be soft, or it can be uh, sure. um, very crunchy. Yeah. Um, but that's high
3: in sugar. Do, do yeah. You know like marzipan or. Um. <laughs> I
1: know
3: it, 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 no, it's, it's Like it's like, cho- it's like chocolate, but instead of being chocolate, it's like almond. The original one is almond and honey, but then nowadays oh, there are yeah. chocolate ones yeah. with huh. M and M's or. Uh, um, almonds and sugar, or cream, or yeah, white chocolate. So sounds good. It's like hardened
0: <laughs> sugar with yeah, all kinds of things. And we
3: also have other very super caloric and fatty uh, desserts, like it's a mass of uh, very sweet that uh, you have also chocolate ones. And
2: but don't you think that for a feast or for like celebrating something traditionally, so why would the food be low caloric? Why should it be? I mean, it, it, yeah, because when you celebrate something, and this was always a celebration mm-hmm. of something. It's always something special. It's always um, that something that nurtures uh, mm-hmm. that's that's us. Right. So it has to be something. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't have to be the vegan sausage that, does, <laughs> that has three calories or something like that. Well,
1: no, that's true. I mean, there's there's something very very specific about about in a modern society we think about it as letting go and mm-hmm. and. You know stuffing ourselves where I, I think really this was intended much more as as something that's that's somewhat of a celebration and somewhat of a preparation and And it wasn't so much letting go as it was you know packing on the calories because we, we're gonna need it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. But, uh, but that's, that's a very different situation that we find ourselves in. But you think about, yeah, you think about all of the dishes that are associated with holidays, and you're right. There are things that are supposed to be packing in those extra calories. Mm. I, I, my favorite tradition around Christmas is actually Norwegian tradition. Ries um, uh, uh, or or literally rice cream. You boil rice in high-fat milk. Until the milk all disappears, then you pour more high-fat milk into it, and you keep doing this for something (laughs) like, you know, hours, like six, seven hours. You're pouring as much cream into this as you possibly can. Then you mix it with whipped cream and sugar (laughs) and pour berry sauce on top. It's it's like, yeah, it's got to be like... The highest concentration of fat you can possibly get <laughs> it's very very good
3: yeah. Yeah. And, and do you have here because in spain it happens uh, that this kind of deserts so people love in christmas but in february nobody is eating so it happens that you have these deserts at home from uh, christmas that you are not eating anymore but You liked in uh, in December to eat that. Why it's not that? (laughs) Do you have also this type of food that you don't eat leftovers
1: and yeah? I I mean, pumpkin pie, right? I mean, I I love pumpkin pie, basically for two weeks of the year, (laughs) (laughs) and not ever any other time, right? Right, But you don't
0: tend to crave it as it's not. It's also not celebrated. And, you know, it's not marketed, advertised. People aren't making it at different bakeries. Um, it's not available at the store as much. Um, the ice creams they have now, they have pumpkin pie ice cream. And you can't get that all year round. It's a limited time yeah. offer. Yeah. Starbucks has their pumpkin spice latte. Oh, um, <laughs> well, really? Yeah,
2: yeah every obviously. year. They started around in
1: um,
0: October, I think, <coughs> serving it. Um Start but it's with Halloween uh. yeah I guess so you don't or yeah so you don't get too tired of it all year round or maybe it's something about the season where our taste buds kind of spark and start craving certain things I was also wondering if you guys had any input about we eat when we are happy and the holidays is typically a very happy time of year but we're with family so um, and we kind of stay um, probably a little bit maybe happier from seeing our family and friends around Christmas time. So maybe that leveling into or or leading into the new year, into January, kind of having some residual eating habits that are associated with the happiness that that we get this time of year. Any any thoughts on that? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
2: Well, so you mean that... um, like w- when you're happy you eat more right mm-hmm. so this is what you're basically saying and then it, it kind of travels um like for a longer time span okay. i don't know if <laughs> i don't I don't, e- I don't even know i think i think social um social influence on eating behavior is is really um, massive so, huge, yeah so um huge, right? so i don't so i'm here for three weeks now and i i live uh, at a place, and I cook for myself, and I, I really love and enjoy cooking. But um, I don't for for myself. I just don't do it because I don't. I don't, I want to share it. I want to have the social communication via food and stuff like that. So that's right. So. I probably eat less here, uh, even though I'm in the States, so normally I should <laughs> gain some pounds. <laughs> yeah,
1: so, yeah, graduate students come here from all over the world, and, and one of the first things they notice is I'm putting on a lot of weight here. Um, <laughs> but for,
3: for me, it. was the contrary yeah. the first month. Was it? Sorry yeah. yeah, for
2: interrupting. I, I just uh, started a study with Brian <laughs> with <laughs> that Brian, right? Brian on, that, on that topic. So people who come to the U.S., um, do they gain or lose weight during their trial during their stay at least three months? So um, we have um, people who go to the states, so expats, and uh, people who go to um, Germany, and we have also we look at China as well. So we try to compare this, uh, the the change in weight, the self-reported change in weight, and to see what happens when people have new eating environments. And it's not only that other food is available; it's also that the social background is, uh, or the social network is changing that you eat in different contexts so for huh. me it's it's for uh, it's like this i well now we eat sometimes downstairs yeah. but um i i probably i won't put on weight because i'm i'm not having the social component so this is just my personal experience well, so yeah. certainly
1: there's a lot of work out there showing that the more we you know when we eat with other people we eat more right yeah. that the the conversation distracts us whatever else but I, I think the component you're getting at is something I, I don't know that there is a lot of work out there showing is just, but it's got to be the case. When you're around other people and you're you're eating with other people, you're, you're going to be more likely to make larger portions and to make make more food mm-hmm. um, than you would otherwise. So it's, it probably compounds, mm-hmm. right?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. On my on my personal experience, so when I did my Erasmus uh, when I was 21, I, I went to Italy and there was also... Uh, plenty of Spanish students and yeah, so we had this social uh, network very hard (laughs) and we party a lot, we go there with pizza and I gain gain a lot of uh, weight during the first two months. But here it was the contrary the first month maybe because Ben was mentioned that I cook just for myself, I don't have this big uh, network of friends to go out or whatever, so maybe it's yeah, I agree with that.
1: So it's, it's probably a difference depending on you know if we're we're bringing in one visitor versus bringing in a cohort of, of students right. yeah. that yeah. are all going to hang out yeah. together. Yeah. Well, so uh, we should probably shift gears a little bit. Okay. I, so people listening to this and they're they're thinking about going, uh, you know, getting ready for Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever it might be. What what sort of tips do we have for them on how they can maybe enjoy themselves? And not have to think too much about about uh, restraining themselves, but still try and keep the weight from coming on. Right. more <laughs> comfortable
0: throughout the evening because, you know, I always have the problem. I'm too full for dessert. I would love to enjoy dessert. Uh, so, so there's a few things that we can do. So a lot of studies that you've done personally um, with the plate sizes. And um, do you want to tell us a little bit about the plate size? So, so
1: certainly one simple thing you can do um, is, is just you know, we measure how much food we have relative to the plate we've put it mm-hmm. on, the dishes we use for it. And, and so you don't want to get, you know, super tiny plates that mm-hmm. are like, you know, four inches across. Cause you know, it, it's <laughs> becomes useless at some point and you, you, you start to overcompensate. But if you, if you get just slightly smaller plates than you do normally, you'll end up taking a little bit less food. Um, and, and, when you take that little bit less food cutting off that uh, that edge of the plate is actually you're cutting off a pretty substantial amount of food right mm-hmm. so you, you can you can cut consumption by something right around a third wow by just that's having a slightly be. smaller plate right yeah. so that's that's something very simple to do but it's not just the plate it's also the other dishes and and the serving utensils are are very right. important right so if you've got you know if you've got a one cup ladle for your uh, your your gravy, <laughs> you're going to take a lot more than if you have like a teaspoon that people have to you know put little bits on here and there. Absolutely. So those those are a couple of things that you can do very very simply. It's going to affect everybody there at at the dinner without ever having to think about it.
0: Yeah, and they won't even know that they're eating less. So it could be just a a, a subtle change that'll yield more leftovers and uh, <laughs> less dessert. Because I know in my house, we have so much dessert left over and not enough turkey and oh. stuffing. And then everyone's fighting <laughs> over the turkey and stuffing. Like they want, you know, that there's not, never enough, even if we try and make twice as much. We're, it's usually the first thing in the line when we're going, we have an assembly line um, that we basically, <laughs> my family's very large, quite large. There's, I'm one of 21st grandchildren. So that's perspective <laughs> <Wow>. there. <Okay. laughs> um, so, uh, and so when we go in line, usually put the stuffing first, and that's what we're always my oh, who ate the last bit of stuffing the next day? And everyone's fighting over to take more when we <laughs> distribute leftovers at the end of the night. Um, and then everyone's like, no, you can have that third pumpkin pie nobody touched. <laughs>
4: so, <laughs>
0: so that could – smaller plates would be a, a good change. And then the lineup, like y- you've yeah. – you guys have also studied lineup of, uh, of different foods. What you put first is what people are going to take most of, right? So put the Brussels sprouts first. <laughs> yeah,
1: but well, not necessarily that they'll take most of it, but they'll take more of it than they would otherwise, okay. right? So if, if you've got – if you put your veggies first in the line, um, when you've got the empty plate, it looks like you got plenty of room and, and you, right. you sort of overestimate how much – you need of any one thing. So you don't want the first thing in the line to be the stuffing or the yeah. you know the things that you know mashed potatoes that are really going to you know pack on pounds and starch. What what you want is something that's a little bit more vegetable uh, intensive if you will. Right. Mm-hmm. Good right? nutrition. Good nutrition <laughs> stuff. Throw that up front. And you know You won't necessarily take more of it than you will of the mashed potatoes and the stuffing and all that, but you'll displace some of those mashed potatoes that you wouldn't have otherwise.
0: What about for, let's say, people in the family that don't like the Brussels sprouts or don't like the vegetable casseroles? They just go straight to the food (laughs) that they see, okay, I'm starting with mashed potatoes. I'm skipping
1: all this. There's no hope for that. There's no hope for that. Okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Keep them last. <laughs> <And>
4: last.
1: <laughs> what, no, but there's, there's something to that. If, if taking the, the, the vegetables and those things is, is actually something you actively dislike. There, there is actually some argument for just skipping it because when you take it, you feel like you've done something virtuous. You give yourself some license then to eat more of something else and to compensate mm. and, Eating most of the time, that compensating behavior actually overcompensates, right? So, the, the, the good you've done yourself by taking mm. the two or three Brussels sprouts will be completely outweighed by the extra two uh, ladlefuls of, of mashed potatoes you throw on your plate, right? So, you're probably better off trying to satisfy yourself in this setting than trying to restrain yourself, where you know you're going to be continuing to face this temptation. For the next several weeks, right? <laughs> the leftovers are going to be there, and then Christmas rolls around. You're going to have plenty of opportunities to eat a whole bunch of really bad food. And if you're if you're restraining yourself in in ways that are forcing you to think about it, you're going to overcompensate at some point in time. You're going to eat worse.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good tips because um, during the holidays, a lot of people are trying to keep their their balance of food. So. They don't eat. Sometimes people don't eat all day before Thanksgiving or before Christmas because they're trying to save room or save oh. ca- pack their calories in. So maybe that's not a, a good way to go about um,
1: to healthfully eat.
0: <laughs> well, that careful first. about it, right? Yeah. I mean,
1: there's some things you can do. Like, I mean, just dinner's over. Getting the leftovers packed and put away in the fridge can make a, a big, big difference in uh, in. You know, just how much people eat as the meal stretches on, or as the day stretches on, because if you have things sitting out on the table or on the counter, you're gonna be much, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna eat and you know much more often than you would otherwise. So getting right. it put away sort of quickly um, can help out. But again, if you're just if you're sitting there and you're you're just fighting temptation over and over and over again, you're you're gonna lose. <laughs> so just give in
0: so <laughs> good advice, give in to temptation <laughs> Very good. Uh, any other tactics that you guys have studied that mm. we could, could do changes to the meal maybe prep for the meal hmm. um,
2: not that I could think about it right now so That's okay. <laughs>
0: we'll take yeah, this yeah. advice and we'll have smaller plates and more leftovers. Yeah. And, and we'll give in to temptation. And I think that'll feel really good. Yeah. Honestly.
1: <laughs> It'll feel good great. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Yeah, you don't hear that often from me. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: think it's good.
1: <laughs> How about we wrap up with just you know, sort of thoughts on uh on on the festivities and what we can do to, to try and Keep ourselves on track without without overdoing it,
0: and without thinking too hard or feeling like yeah yeah like it's harshing us. So we talked a lot about um, different ways that food influences us during the holidays, especially and how that's different in Germany and in Spain and in the United States and some differences there. Um, and we also talked about you know how we can change Thanksgiving at our own houses to nudge ourselves towards. Uh, smaller portions and um, getting rid of more dessert and having more leftovers, if, if that's your goal. Um, overall, <laughs> I think I will be giving into temptation this Thanksgiving. Um, yeah, I'd, I don't think <laughs> I'd be deceiving myself to say I wasn't,
1: but uh, but hopefully it's it's a measured giving into temptation, mm-hmm. right? And and I by sort of structuring the the choices and the temptation I'm going to face. Mm-hmm maybe that makes it so it's, it's a little bit better. Right. Yeah. And I guess, I guess the way I would think about it is thinking about ahead of time, what sorts of temptations are you going to set up for yourself so that when you give into temptation, it's not the end of the world.
2: Mm
4: -hmm.
2: Right. That's
4: good. Mm -hmm. What about you guys? (laughs)
2: um <laughs> so I um, I don't um, for me personally I don't uh, restrict myself too much uh, in eating um so I idea. yeah I, did. <laughs> I just uh, there was I I don't know that I never I, I think about I studied nutrition right so um I think about food all the time and the eating behavior and what can, also like the content of this food and different foods so um I try not to think about too much uh, when I'm like in an eating behaviour eating situation, so <laughs> otherwise I would get orthorectic probably because i don't want to i don't <laughs> I don't want this this is not the goal that i have um so um and also uh, David said you ha- you have this this rebound effect when you restrict yourself um, and this is not gonna yeah improve the the mood or the the I don't know the satisfaction with your eating behavior and on the long run, so and you overcompensate. So yeah, I will go for the turkey and everything that will be presented so she, on Thursday. He's
1: a, he's a vote for just go all out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, in my case, I think uh, in my family, at least, we don't compensate like the bad or caloric food with vegetables. So we don't put it, the things that we don't like it. So we just eat these more fancy and tasty things on these uh, evenings and and lunch. But yeah, I think uh, we have to also think more about these uh, food, uh, snacks we make uh, during the whole season of Christmas that are more dangerous, I think, more than lunch or dinner by itself. So all the new Christmas foods that we have available during the whole day.
1: Yeah, yeah. So so are you both going to try uh, American Thanksgiving food while you're here? Sure. (laughs)
2: Yes, (laughs) uh, but we also bring Yeah, I I will also bring some kraut, of course. Ah, Uh, Very good. And beer, that's what I I will bring. So it's a typical, stereotypical uh, German stuff that I bring.
1: Yeah, Germanized.
0: Yeah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) the the fusion Thanksgiving thing. Very good. Sounds
0: delicious. Well, thank you all for joining us today. Enjoy your Thanksgiving, and feel free to go all out with temptation. (laughs) This is Mad Hat Economics. Happy holidays.